Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease. This week, Glenn and I are here with Amy Hammond once again, who's an insurance specialist. How to Play a Good Defense, Part 2, coming up. All right, Glenn, welcome back. Uh, Amy Hammond, welcome back. Uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover when it comes to insurance. Last yeah. week, we, we covered a lot on auto. Yep. Uh, we covered, and, and including Glenn's bad, really bad luck car from uh, from the past. I don't know how you were insured at all. It was expensive. Back. Yeah, it was expensive. <laughs> and I ended up selling it, and this uh, kid bought it, and I think he like just blew that thing up within like two months. Just destroyed oh, yeah. the transmission, and it's just been sitting around. Yeah, it had a little work on the transmission <laughs> yeah. already at that point. Uh, we also talked about uh, <laughs> health insurance. It's so true. <laughs> it is. We also talked about health insurance last week, which yep. is a huge issue for, for a lot of folks. Yeah, and last week we were um, talking about the HSA, and we were, were kind of... Uh, figuring out what those deductible limits were. And we actually, uh, it's a uh, 13 or 1400 for an individual. So if your deductible is 1400, you're eligible for an HSA or if the family uh, deductible is 2800, you're eligible for an HSA. And then your contribution limits of what you can actually put into an HSA is 36.5 for a person and 7,300. So uh, the HSAs work a lot like the uh, traditional IRA. So any money you put in, you get a tax deduction. And as long as you use it for healthcare costs, um, it's uh, income tax free. Like you don't have to pay tax on any of the growth. And uh, so that's a great plan. If you have a high deductible, you should certainly be doing that because of the tax mitigation strategies of reduce your income. Plus, you get to use it in healthcare costs, which I'm not sure if you can use protein powder, but I know you could probably yeah. definitely buy like uh, aspirin and Tylenol at, at, at Walmart. But you might be able to, who knows? I, I have an HSA and it, it makes sense when you talk about, Glenn, um, as, you, as you save a little more money and you have that ability to pay yeah. for things. Well, why, why wouldn't you raise that up and then have that ability um, to, to, to take care of yourself and to, yeah, and to these save are, some these on the expenses are going to happen on the insurance right? policy. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're like, Hey, I need to go to the chiropractor every week to yeah. make sure I'm not like, you know, out of whack, you know, that's, you know, something that we know is a known expense or you got your prescriptions or whatever it may be. So HSAs are just a great vehicle. And we, we actually now have the ability to manage them for the investment side. So most of the time, once you have $2,000 in your HSA, anything above the $2,000 <clears> account uh, size, we can actually manage it, invest it in the stock market. Cause reality is if you had $10,000 HSA, you might not need to use all 10,000 and, and year one, maybe only need to, you know, brace for two or 3000 worth and let the other amounts grow. Um, and then over the next five or 10 years, now you've got a huge bucket of money. And I know we did an HSA episode a while back, uh, go to and look up intelligent investing on your favorite podcast provider. And then you can search through the 40, yeah. for, this is number 42 here. And I know you have a lot of extra ones yeah, there yeah. as well. So look through that. And if you want to talk with Glenn, 928-225-2474, 928-225-2474. And also you mentioned this last week you can just drop on by yeah you can drop on by 813 north beaver there you go okay um amy hammond's with us insurance specialist i think we left off with uh we didn't get to homeowners insurance last yeah week. and so uh back uh, backtracking a little amy and i have done business together for years she works a lot in the insurance side home auto health uh, umbrella are mostly just like home auto and umbrella are her main lines of business, but she can still facilitate health. And I want to bring her in today because it is so important for us to play a good defense when it comes to our financial picture. Imagine a you know, great football team that they just had an amazing offense, but they had terrible defense. They'd end up losing, right? So it's important to have both a good defense, which is building wealth, and then a, or a good offense, which is building wealth, and then a good defense, which is protecting that wealth too. Glenn, I know you're going to get into some of your stories and we're going to get into homeowners insurance. I knew somebody once, a neighbor not too far away, and they had paid off their home quite a while ago and they dropped their homeowners insurance. Oh, no. It burnt down. 
Yeah. Well, it burned down. I mean, you just, so, so not having this is, is, and what is happens insane. if it was burnt down by no fault of their own? Like maybe just someone lit off a firework, you know, down the street and they don't know who did it, how it happened, but it caught a flame. And then now the house is burnt down. So it's not only just your, you know, your own situation and whether or not you burn down the house, but what if someone else does something silly and, you know, we can't find or locate that person or they or, don't have anything or they don't have yeah. anything. Yeah. It's just, you know, we've had those stories happen where someone was just camping in the forest and they started a huge forest fire you know, and they, they don't have anything to the name. So you can't even go after that person. So yeah, it's super important. So when we talk about home insurance, homeowners insurance, that's probably one of our biggest purchases that we're ever going to make in our lifetime. And some of the things that except we, for Glenn's old car. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, actually it's funny. I worked at a, I worked at a gym one time when I was younger and I had that car and they would make jokes about it. They're like, Hey, you know, you should get one of those punch cards where the ninth accent and the 10th one's free. And they would just start making jokes after jokes. I was like, ha, ha 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 it's really funny right this car is just like an accident mobile <laughs> so anyways um but yeah having homeowners insurance is is tremendously important because yeah what happens if you're that scenario where you have your your house paid off and something happens it burns down and you're not protected that could be an entire lifetime of saving and and paying off and, and just just gone right that overnight and and i've seen that happen i've had friends that had their house burned down through no fault of their own like it was a they had a bunch of rags somewhere that were using to stain a deck oh, and yeah. somehow the few spontaneously combusted and that no one thought about that and it ended up burning down the house and so you know these things happen right it's like a yeah. Let's pause for a yeah. minute. Everyone go check your rag pile yeah, right check now. Your rag pile. I, I, I'd never even heard of that. I yeah. didn't know that was possible. So um, let's talk about homeowners insurance. So, so Amy, what are some of the things we need to think about when it comes to homeowners insurance? Absolutely. So the first thing that people always look at is what do we need to insure our home for? In the case of that fire, for instance, what is it going to cost us to rebuild the home? That, of course, is always number one on what we look at. Yeah. And that's something that we recommend that we re-review with the client at least at minimum every couple of years. And there's a good reason for it. And why? And I'm already, I already know the reason why, because yep. costs uh, go up over time, right? They price sure of do. lumber, price of construction. Um, right now, the price to do anything with construction or labor is just through the roof oh, because there's so much back backlog. So if you're not yep. keeping up on that, maybe you had your house originally insured for five hundred thousand, but now it costs seven hundred thousand to rebuild it, and you haven't accounted for that. If something happens to the house, the insurance company will pay exactly what you have coverage for, and they don't automatically necessarily keep up with those changes. Some of them will do like inflation. They do an inflation yeah. charge, but it's not always enough, and Think about, say you do a kitchen renovation. People don't think to call their insurance agent oh, about yeah. those things, but you need to because we want to make sure that in the case of a loss, we're replacing your home to the status it is now, not what it was five years ago. So you oh, build wow. a shed yeah. in the backyard, you renovate a kitchen, you add a bedroom or a bathroom. Those are things we need to account for so that we can increase that coverage to make sure that we're insuring you for that, that current value. So, so I want to make sure we're all on the same page. So most insurance policies for homeowners will have an adjustment for inflation. Correct. So they'll maybe go up, say inflation is 5%. Correct. And you, you're say math is easy, right? Well, you have a hundred thousand dollar house. So you're covered for a hundred thousand and that inflation rider will pick up 5% for that year. So now it's covered for 105,000. But if the current labor market says it takes 150,000 in today's uh, market to have that house rebuilt to where it is, you're only covered for 105. Absolutely. You need to make sure you're checking in with that every couple years because in the last two years, Flagstaff homes have gone up crazy in value. Plus the cost of labor has gone up and construction. So good time to revisit your policy. Make sure Absolutely. that that's dialed in for sure. What, if, what about the code changes too? Over time, the, if, if your home gets destroyed like that fire we were talking about, 
there's new code, so it may be more expensive, correct? Yo, you're absolutely right. And even if it's not a big thing like that, but say, you know, there's a plumbing leak and you have to open up a wall. If they find out that those plumbing or those wires inside of the wall are outdated, they have to replace the whole thing. They can't just fix that repair, whatever that one broken pipe is. They have to redo all of them to bring them back up to code, which again is going to cost even more. Now the joys of home ownership. Yep. <laughs> and who knows who, who owned the home before you, what they were doing and uh, whether it's contracted or not or up to code or not. I, I just bought a house right behind me in my neighbor's house. And I think nothing in that house was was done uh, with the contractors, all just done with the family. And so we were finding a lot of interesting things so far. You'd so. be surprised how many repairs I see done with cardboard and duct Tape. So <laughs> don't knock yes. duct, duct tape and mailing wire. <laughs> All right. So we need to make sure we're readjusting for higher costs. What about, you know, I heard during Katrina, there was a lot of events that happened where I think they had the, they had the hurricane, they had the flooding going on and something happened where a levee broke because of the flooding. And then that flooded a bunch of other houses. And then the homeowners were like, okay, we need to get coverage for this because it's technically not a rain flood. It was a failure on some sort of, you know, dam or levee that let water out. And the insurance company said, we're not paying for it. You did not have flood insurance. And this is right. not a covered peril. It is and, not. Yeah. And so that's huge, especially in Flagstaff, as we have more and more of that happening. Um, maybe you weren't in a floodplain, but fires happen and things change, and now you are in a flood zone. You need to go out and make sure you have flood insurance, which is separate, it is a separate from insurance. your homeowner's coverage. It's not just something that's built in. You have to go out and get it. Um, yes. And then zoning changes could happen, too. Like They can redistrict or rezone an area and say, okay, now this area is in a flood zone. And you're, you know, that's what happened. I think it was happening to some areas in Kachina. They re- yeah. kind of did things. And people are now in a flood zone. And so will it flood? Who knows? But you don't want to roll the dice on that. Right? And the costs Absolutely. go way up to build in the flood yeah. flood zone if you can. Yeah. yeah. So flood insurance is huge. Now, how do you how do you obtain flood insurance? Because that's just I, I don't know a lot about that. So it is a separate policy, just like homeowners or auto insurance. So you can get it through whoever your local broker or agent is. Okay. They should be able to offer a flood policy. Um, the other thing that we don't necessarily have to worry about here in Flagstaff, but is earthquake. Earthquake is a completely separate policy as well. So if you do live in an area that is prone to earthquakes, you want to make sure that you also purchase a separate policy to make sure that you're covered for those things as also. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So all those Californians that live exactly. on the, the That's San Andreas extra. Fault. Do we have volcano insurance? There's a lot of volcanoes out there. They're all not active, though. <laughs> all right, is that so. separate, though, if you lived like in Hawaii? I'm assuming it is, yeah. but to be honest, I've never totally heard of volcano topic, insurance. Yeah. 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 So all these things, like it's really important that you call your insurance person uh, once a year, check in, make sure you're good. And if your insurance person isn't reaching out and isn't trying to do a review every couple of years, maybe that's a good time to pick up the phone and call Amy. How do they get a hold of you, Amy? So they can give us a call. Our number is 480-696-6438. And so VIP insurance, you're based here in Flagstaff. Your your group is, is national, though. So, um, okay. So we should get into, uh, I know we want to hit on umbra- umbrella coverage. Yeah, that's not, not like raining and stuff like that, but actually a, a, a policy over everything. And then also something that I think people don't talk about is things like cybersecurity yeah. and issues with your, your, um, your online identity, I guess, like that. So l- yeah. let's do that when we come back. And I want to give out your number, Glenn. If you want to call Glenn Least, uh, give him a call right now, 928-225-2474. You can also email, give out the email address. Yeah, intelligentinvesting at wtwealthmanagement.com. All right, we'll continue with Amy Hammond and Glenn Least. You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Back in just a second. 
You're listening to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. More Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least when we come back. Welcome back to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. Give Glenn a call right now at 928-225-2474. And Glenn's here uh, with our ins- his insurance specialist, Amy Hammond. We've covered a lot in the past. Yeah, this, uh, this episode and the last episode. Uh, something I think you want to hit on before we move on to cybersecurity is um- umbrella policies. Yeah, let's actually talk to cybersecurity first. When that did that? Yeah, okay. That was kind All of right. interesting. So, um, Switch it around on us. That is something that we probably haven't had to think about until the last couple of years. Um, it really wasn't as big of a thing. Um, but now it's, it's a huge issue. So a good example is, say, because of the pandemic, part of your work is being done at home and you're on your home computer and you click an email or something happens and your computer gets affected, infected with a virus. And then those hackers get access to all of your company database or information. That can be a huge issue and it can happen. I mean, things happen, right? You get an email. Some of these phishing emails are super uh, convincing, slick. right? They're yeah. slick, right? It's sometimes though, what they'll do is they'll make up a new email for your coworker and say, Hey, I need you to get this done. Or I'm having a hard time logging in. We help log into the system, whatever. So um, if that's your situation where you're working from home and that happens to you, really need to think about, are you on the hook for anything for that? And what are the cyber you know, liabilities? And so now a lot of companies offer cybersecurity insurance. A lot of it can be just added onto your homeowner's policy. So um, that's something that I think we really need to take into account. Uh, and I think we've all probably heard of someone somewhere that that happened to, right? They got hijacked by the hackers and then they had to pay a ransom to get the things turned back on. Otherwise, they've heard would... of institutions has happened. Yeah, school yeah. Districts. schools, yeah. hospitals. I mean, it, it happens to the best of us. So it's super important nowadays. I mean, even us as a company, we've had to revisit that over the last four or five years. And we have massive amounts of cybersecurity coverage because it only takes one close call and you go, wow, that could have been disastrous. We need to, one, have coverage in case you know all of our other systems fail. And then two, we have one of the best cybersecurity and, and IT companies that really helps protect us as well. So those are all things you need to think about. So when it comes to cybersecurity, Amy, wh- what are some of the things that is really easy for the average person that says, working from home to maybe do to give a little bit of coverage on their end. You're absolutely correct. It's usually something that can be very easily added onto your homeowner's insurance and usually for very minimal cost. Okay. I think that's a good point for people who are working from home, but also you got to consider cybersecurity from another point of view as well, because it does cover things as cyber extortion and cyber bullying. So if you oh, do wow. have children who are you know, on their devices all the time, as all of them are, if they are being cyber bullied in any way, it does cover things like counseling um, and different resources for them. If they, if it is something like that, that is happening online as well. So we I need just, to make sure we're aware of that. I just thought of a terrible scenario. Say your kid has a phone that gets hacked and there's something on the phone that shouldn't be on the phone or oh, right. They, they put some information on there or have a secret confession or a picture that they it shouldn't have. My daughter. And then the cyber person hacks it and then holds that ransom and say, if you don't pay us, we're going to put this out for everyone. So it did happen. Happened to your daughter. It happened to my daughter oh, wow. a couple okay. years ago. Wow. Okay. Don't put any of that. I yeah, know it sounds easy. Don't put it on there. I know, right? I think back I when know. we were all like kids, high school yeah. age, kids age, and oh no my. No impulse oh, control. Yeah. But I know that yeah. stuff gets on there nowadays, but 
if geez, don't, but if you do, you yeah, better so as, have as parents, we absolutely. need to just make sure that if we don't have coverage, that's probably pennies on the dollar to add it on, is. give Amy a call, wherever your person is. I, I say, just call Amy, right? She, absolutely. Yeah, and call her and uh, see about adding that onto the policy. She can you know do a quote so you can see if you're getting the best rate, getting all the proper coverages. So cybersecurity is huge, not just from if you're working from home for your employer's sakes, but also personally as well to make sure you've got some coverage there. That's, that's just a great, it's, it's, it's a great thing to have. And it's unfortunate that that's the reality we live in or yeah. go back to typewriters and beepers. Yeah, that's not happening. Just yeah. go back in time and pay phones. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to, I told my daughter the other day, she's seven. I was trying to like, you know, describe to her what a pay phone was. And she just like <laughs> turned her head sideways. Like the dog looks at you like, huh? like what? It doesn't what? make any sense. This is, that's uh, the silliest thing ever. You mean you had to have it corded and plugged into I the wall? I remember the rotary yeah. phones. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. So we got the cybersecurity. We, we know we need to get that dialed in from the corporate side. The personal side, yes. um, those are all super important. If you're not, I think most uh, companies now it's like mandatory, like you can't not have it because it's that big of an issue. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be silly not to have it because sometimes I've heard, oh, well, you know, uh, what if someone breaks into the office and steals, you know, client information, you know, by prying the, you know, the cabinet. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm worried about yeah. as much yeah. as online. someone hacking it online when everything is. Uh, is it expensive? Online. I mean, I, I gotta be honest. I think and a lot of people listening probably have never even looked into it and thought about it. It's not now, okay. of course, prices vary, but yeah. on average, we see it about $50 a year. So I mean, oh. it is very pennies on the dollar coverage. And then it protects all of your personal assets, your banking information. We store everything on the computer. So it's yeah. nice to have the protection for that. If it I got to give Amy a call. I just got an give email. Out your number again, Amy. <laughs> give out the number. Yeah. It is 480-696-6438. I just got an email yesterday and it was like from some spam account, but on there it's like, we know your password. And then just in quotes, I had one of the passwords I used for my login somewhere. And I was like, how did they know this? Like we're, yeah. I, I have no idea where it even got leaked. So I had to go through and change all my passwords on my personal. And I've got like personal passwords and then I've got work passwords and the work passwords are like absurd. Like you, you're never going to guess those, but the personal ones are a little easier to remember. And uh, yeah, so I have no idea where it came from. So I got to, yeah. I got to, you know, up my, my coverage there. Cause that's if only these people could do something good for civilization and positive. I mean, you have whole groups of people just trying to scam people. I know. And it's, it's, it's overwhelming. I always thought that like, if you're really that smart enough and slick enough to, to scam or do that, why not turn that, that, that knowledge for good? You'd make a whole lot more money, have a whole lot more stress, less stress and probably not have a threat of jail. ever. They needed needed a puppy as a kid or something. I don't know. (laughs) Something. Yeah. All right. So, um, so now we know about cybersecurity. Next one I want to talk about is umbrella coverage. So like you're, you're joking. Umbrella is not like, Hey, if I have an umbrella and it breaks in the rain, you know, replacement costs this is something completely you different. You could probably so, get that coverage though. If you <laughs> wanted to. Yeah. So what is umbrella coverage? So umbrella coverage is an excess personal liability coverage that oversees your home and your auto. So say for instance, as we were talking about auto last week and we were looking at those accidents, say for instance, you do have that million dollar claim and you only have even a hundred thousand dollars worth of bodily injury coverage. And that family comes after you for those additional damages. An umbrella policy provides you an extra layer of coverage. So they start at a million dollars and go up from there. And like I said, it just kind of gives you that extra protection in case you do find yourself in a lawsuit that exceeds your minimum liability that you have under on your underlying policies. So it's like an umbrella covers all your other coverages in case those aren't enough. And usually umbrella Correct. coverages is very cost effective. That's why it's uh, attractive. So if you said, Hey, I want to have a million dollars of coverage on my auto policy, that's going to be really expensive as opposed to say, maybe I have a half a million at the auto 
but then do half a million at the umbrella. That's much more cost effective to do it that way, which is why they, those exist. Yes. And like I said, the umbrella oversees the homeowners as well. So, you know, we ran into a couple of situations and say, knock on wood with an auto accident, God forbid you are involved in something that causes a fatality. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that person's family is going to settle for the 25,000 minimum coverage that you're required to have? Yeah. No, they're going to go after you for additional damages. And so that's where an umbrella would come into place. Also on the homeowner side, we've seen lots of different situations where, you know, I had a client whose son was in the backyard playing with some pop rockets and it fell on the neighbor's house, burnt the neighbor's house down. So at that point, who's responsible to build the neighbor's house? You are. Yeah. yeah. So you have your base liability on your homeowner's insurance. But if that's a million, two million, three million dollar home, you're on the hook for that entire cost to rebuild that home. And so, again, this is where an umbrella policy would really kick in and help cover those those liabilities that you're in. So so just out of curiosity, do you have numbers off the top of your head? Like what those umbrellas like a million dollar umbrella coverage, like the ballpark of what those are usually costing each year? On average, I would say about a thousand dollars a year. Okay, so hundred bucks a month gets you an extra million dollars of coverage, um, which is wow. That's in case you got kids that (laughs) yeah, your seven year old, eight year old little boy who has got no impulse control, doesn't yeah, or Glenn's car, yeah, got Glenn's car, yeah. So I know I've got an umbrella on my my policy uh, on top of everything else. And one of the things that was really a selling point is it also covers me for personal liability when I'm out in the community. So say I do something like I'm playing golf, for example, which I never play golf and I hit a terrible shot and it drills someone in the back of the head and causes a serious injury. Well, that umbrella coverage would then cover me liably for whatever happened, which that's not going to be an auto claim. That's not going to be a homeowner's claim. You know, that's where these umbrella policies really just give you an extra layer of protection. Um, And stuff happens, right? And in that situation, it's not like I tried to do that, you know, just a terrible Remind me never to play golf with Glenn. (laughs) Don't, don't. I'm I'm a terrible golfer. I'm a a great caddy, you know, but not a good golfer. (laughs) So, yeah. So umbrella coverages are huge. We need to make sure we got that dialed in and they're really affordable, much more affordable than if you're trying to get those coverages um, upped, you know, just with your homeowners or auto coverage. So really want to make sure we have umbrella. The other thing I want to last one I want to cover real quick that we haven't covered yet is so your you, last episode, you talked about your daughter was in an ATV accident. Now that's not going to fall under your homeowner's insurance, not going to fall under your auto. That's a separate, you have to have those insured separately. And I was just thinking how easy it would be if you had an ATV, your teenage kids get in there and let a friend drive, and then that friend gets in an accident, if you don't have those coverages, you're on the hook because you're the you're the owner of that vehicle. Absolutely. And sometimes like it's really easy. Like who would have thought second to oh yeah, a little you know, my friend Billy can drive the thing and Billy is an, an insane teenage driver and ends up getting in into a wreck. You're liable for that. So you have to have separate coverages for the toy. So let's talk about that a little. Absolutely. So ATVs is a huge one. And probably because of my daughter, I will always drill the coverage and how important the ATVs are. But then you also have things like watercraft, boats, jet skis, motorcycles, quads, anything along those lines are considered toys that we want to make sure are protected because you never know if you're on the water and you hit another boat or on the ATV and maybe you hit somebody else, maybe the ATV rolls, whatever the case may be. You want to make sure that you are protected for anything that any of those liabilities or even coverages to repair your your toy yeah. if you wanted that. Yeah, and especially with those vehicles like an ATV or jet ski, those are high uh, probability of something happening because they're you go fast on them, right? They're they're especially kids that yeah. do dumb things, but yeah. So yeah. I didn't even think about that, but that's hugely important. And uh, yeah, so if you're on the the lake and you you know 
jet skis, you know, something happens to your jet ski or you're, you know, cause something. It's if you cause anything, I think you could take away from from the past two episodes. Exactly. So you need to have separate coverages on those as well. I would encourage everybody to go back. I'm going to, I've been taking notes. I'm going to go back and listen to both these episodes. So look up intelligent investing on your favorite podcast provider, because um, there's a lot here. I mean, we covered a a lot of ground and um, why, why don't you do this, Amy, give out your number one more time. Absolutely. It's 480-696-6438. Okay. That's for Amy Hammond. She's yeah. at VIP insurance. So I'll help you get all these things dialed in and make sure you're protected well. So that way I can help grow your investments and keep them growing and, and protect and she'll help protect Absolutely. them. Protect those assets. Yeah. yeah. All right. We will be back next week. Never a dull moment. Lots of stuff to cover. Uh, and like I said, I'd go back and listen to this one and share it with some friends because there's a lot of information there. Amy, Glenn, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Everybody have a great, safe time out there. The following has been paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we've discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. (laughs) 